Welcome to the Industry Horror Coffin Cast. I am your host, Nathan. And, well, already it's hard to believe that it's 15 episodes now of this Industry Horror Coffin Cast. I really do appreciate all the support to you, to all of you Industry Horror Hearers out there. Now, since 15 episodes, this is the 15th episode, and I haven't seen the original of this movie... Well, alone haven't seen the sequel. The sequels to this. It's the Evil Dead. It's the Evil Dead original trilogy. I will not be talking about the remake of Evil Dead. I will not be talking about Ash vs. Evil Dead. I'll be just talking about the Evil Dead trilogy. Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Evil Dead Army of Darkness. So, I thought this would be pretty, you know, this would be fun to explain on what I think the movie that I'm about to watch and review of what I think the movie is going to be about. So, Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Okay. So, I think the movie will be about a bunch of teenagers, right? A bunch of teenagers... And a party goes awry. And they find this book. And unfortunately, they released Hell Itself. And they unfortunately even let zombies come to life. And and when you think it'll be... And it turns out that all the friends eventually become zombies. And... One person finds a way to escape, or so they think they did, and it turns out they were actually they were actually in purgatory, and they drove into hell. That's what I think Evil Dead will be about. Okay, let's see how far off wrong or how close I am to this prediction. On to the review of Evil Dead. So this is the final segment for the time being. Uh, bosses borrowed horror picks for the time being until I get more more horror movies to watch. Now, with all the horror movies, if you are a horror movie fan out there, I want you all to think about all the horror movies that you have watched and think about how many times that you actually had to see the character. One of the characters having to unfortunately have no other choice but to kill their own friends in order to defeat the evil, or in this case, this evil mystical force when it comes to the evil dead. Think about that. I want you all just to think about that. Of all the horror movies that you have watched on... Before the Evil Dead, the 1981 one, before the Evil Dead did this. And then think about after the Evil Dead movies on how many times that the characters had to fight off the evil mystical force and it came down to unfortunately having to kill one of their friends. I can only think of... One other movie that this was the case, and that was 
John Carpenter's The Thing. But otherwise, I haven't seen it in any other horror movie besides The Thing, and in this case, The Evil Dead. So, The Evil Dead, it's pretty much a, a basic setup of, you know, four friends coming up to the forest and staying up in the cabin. And, and of course, you know, looking for a good time, you know, having a fun time. But this is where it gets really interesting. Because when I first heard about The Evil Dead, everybody, the first thing that people think about besides... Sam Raimi is Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. And the fact is, with the Evil Dead movie, you would think that maybe one of the characters accidentally read from the Necromonicon of them accidentally raising the dead with a cantation. But actually, by the way, spoilers ahead, people... There will be some spoilers ahead for this movie. Obviously, if you haven't seen the movie, go watch The Evil Dead before you listen to this podcast. Okay. But turns out, it was this weird recording of a person saying the incantation and ends up raising the dead. This mystical force that wants them to join them. And if they do not join them, there will be consequences. So you think, oh, these are just a bunch of friends, right? No, we get into some really dark territory. So we have, so we have a sibling. We have a love interest. We have a best buddy and a best buddy's love interest. And then you have, finally, we have the character that is Ash. And I really appreciate especially the different camera angle shots that they had. But can you imagine being the production assistant on the set of this movie and the director telling you, I want you to push down that pile of wood, this big trunk of wood, push it down, or pull it back up, that way we could do a reverse shot, and that way we could do, and then we could just fast forward it, but we shoot it in reverse, and then we could fast forward it. <laughs> Can you imagine Sam Raimi telling the production assistant, I want you to push down this big pile of wood. Or I want you to go around the trees with the camera. With the camera kind of making a, a swooshing motion. As if it was a spirit. Or a ghost. But it's really effective. And I have to say the visual effects. Now remember everybody just because this. Remember this was made around the 1970s. And you can obviously tell the difference between 1970s and the 1980s. This was distributed around the 1980s, but this was obviously filmed around the 1970s. And you can obviously tell that. Cause, but the, the practical, the, the visual effects, the stop motion, just as bizarre as it sounds, it, it's, it's, it's great. It fits in with 
the movie that is presented. A lot of movies aren't able to pull this off, but the gore really kicks in. Now, of course, yes, uh, the movie starts out slow, but once it's able to pick up, it picks up. It picks up great. And let's just say if Mother Nature was this ruthless to us, I think a lot of people would end up doing something about climate change sooner. Let's just say there's a there's a scene with with a tree and a tree branch wrapped around uh, one of the characters, and that's all I'm going to say because if I get any more detail, well, I might be bringing up some nightmares for a lot of people. <laughs> Ooh, that was a disturbing scene to watch. But not as, as disturbing as uh, the character having to lock up his own sister that eventually became a monster, lock it up into a cellar. And then slowly, one by one, the characters end up becoming the, the monsters, the, the, the creatures. A lot of gore. There is a lot of gore in this movie. But it was gore at the time. But compared to now... It is tamed. It is tamed as, as hard as it is to believe. Well, not everything tamed, but most of it, in comparison to the horror movies of today, it seems tamed. Either that or it really makes an age difference in maturity and realizing you're just watching a movie. But even with that, it is still a scary movie. And terrifying to, to even think about. What if you were in that scenario? You were looking for a great time, you know, with a bunch of buds and even one of your siblings. And, you, and each one of them turned into monsters. The undead. And the only way, and this is the sad part, the only way to defeat this evil mystical force is you have to kill your, your own buddies. Your own friends. There is no reverse spell that would be in any other horror movie of today. A reverse spell that way to ward off. Or if you shot in a specific selection or aimed at a, at a specific part and then the rest of the and the rest of the part of the monster is gone and you still have your friend. They might be a little bit wounded, but still, you will still have your friend at the end. No. The only way to defeat this evil mystical force is you have to kill your buddies. And that's a scenario. And that's a scenario that no one ever wants to be in. To the choice of whether or not. Of the choices of you do everything you can to run away and leave your friends to suffer. Or you're going to have to face the choice of if you're going to stick around. You have. You will have to eventually have to off your own buddies 
in order to survive. And even one of the one of the workers at Industry Horror pointed out how horror movies really work. It has to be isolation. And this is the best example of isolation. And not only that, if you mix an evil mystical force that's doing everything in their power to make sure that there is no way to escape, not by bridge, not by walking around, there is no way out. And that's... That's really scary. That is... That is scary. I don't know how I would be... I don't know how I would be able to manage that. I don't think I would ever be able to manage that scenario very well. Especially the fact of... If I ever... If I had a love interest... And having to realize... Especially... It's heartbreaking when you think about it. Ash just gave his glove and uh, his glove interest. I, I think her name was it was either Shelly or Linda. I think it, I think it's Linda. He gives his glove interest a necklace with a mirror in it, and he was planning on giving it to her at some point. And the fact of having to see her wear the necklace brings him that delight. But when he found out that she eventually became one of the monsters, they really show you the emotion of Ash's character, of of having to handle the unfortunate circumstance that he that he had to kill her, and it's really sad. He didn't want to do it. And you could tell with his eyes. You could tell with the expression on his eyes of... He went from comfortable to he is hesitant. He is scared. And really emotional. Just by his eyes. Especially with the the extreme close-up on the eyes. What was really scary was... All that creepy laughing by... Linda, and the way that the eyes looked, and and hearing the 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 jangle of the chains in the cellar, going kaboom, 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 and it seems like any minute that that the monster was gonna the monster undead, what like you just know any any minute kaboom, 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 the chains are slowly getting out around to the point that that they can be free from the cellar. But what is way more messed up than that is the fact that at some point uh, this evil mystical force was playing around with the emotions of Ash. Making him, you know, give him hope that they can be out from that mystical force. That they can go back to being uh, having normal life regardless of the fact that of the unfortunate circumstance that has happened. And and it's just it's really messed up. What's worse than scaring a person is giving false hope. I mean, that's what I picked up on uh, in this movie. I 
to be honest, I didn't really expect it to be this emotionally invested. But with Ash's character from being nerdy to eventually becoming, you know, Bruce Campbell, the 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 kick butt person that he eventually becomes and that everybody is familiar with when it comes to the evil Evil Dead trilogy, it has a great character arc for Ash. Little subtle details. I know it seems at first that this just seems, you know, just any other horror movie, you know, a bunch of bunch of bunch of people hanging out in the cabin expecting having a wonderful time and then they find out that there's this weird evil mystical force that takes over and but it's it's more than that and the detail i i really appreciate was the fact of regardless of the fact that they eventually became evil monsters but they made sure to give a proper burial, giving a proper burial for them, that way, because to remember them as friends and not the monsters that they unfortunately became because of this evil mystical force. So what did I not like about this movie? Uh, I didn't like the fact because I was... I didn't like the fact of... There was no reverse, and, you know, there was a, not, there's not a way of reversing. But that's just a detail. But otherwise, I really appreciate the camera, especially the lighting when they first enter into the cabin. The lighting in that scene, oh my gosh, that is just the right amount of lighting to add the atmosphere into the movie. I really enjoy that, especially the detail of the lighting, uh, especially with the moose head. It's setting up what we're about to get ourselves into and what the characters are about to get themselves into. Mostly, there wasn't really a lot of dialogue in this movie. Regardless of the, uh, regardless of the fact that people, you know, the memorable one-liners of Ash... But here's the thing. In this movie for The Evil Dead, Ash doesn't really have as many memorable one-liners. There were some funny moments, but we shall see with uh, Evil Dead 2. Overall, I think this movie, I'll give this 3.5 out of 5. 3.5 out of 5. I'm just going to say 3 out of 5. Let's just say three and a half out of five skulls in this case. Before I talk about Evil Dead 2, by the way, spoilers will be ahead. Okay. Evil Dead 2. This this sequel is better than the original. Improved practical effects and special effects. And Ash becoming the undead. And I finally know the inspiration of Hostile God from the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy came from... With a mix of Kurt Russell from Escape from New York. To be honest, I wish they didn't show the face of the monster. Because it ruins the horror factor of knowing what the horror looks like in this case. 
They saw a picture of the monster in the book of the dead, but I think they could have just showed the teeth and parts of the monster. I give credit of continuity from the ending of The Evil Dead. There were some parts that were comical, and even one that would remind me of even Pee-wee's Playhouse in some of the movie. But overall, an enjoyable movie, and I give it four and a half Necromonicon, Necromonicas, Book of the Deads, out of five. And once again... There will be spoilers ahead. Man, how do I start with this one? How do I talk about the sequel that people didn't realize it was a sequel until they found out that Ash was in it? Sequel that is known as Army of Darkness. Well, let me see here. There's a lot of different versions of Army of Darkness. There's the TV version. There's some scenes that are cut. There's the director's cut. There's the theatrical release. There's a lot of different versions of Army of Darkness. A lot! So I just went with the, the original version. For some strange reason, the distributor... <laughs> didn't want it to be called Evil Dead Free, so they had to go with Army of Darkness. I really... I've seen some comments of they should have, have called it Medieval Dead, because this takes place around medieval times. Uh, Ash's character uh, went back in time. And... And he's on an adventure, and he's... And he's trying to get the Book of the Dead. That way he can get back home. This is Bruce... This is Bruce Campbell's... Best performance. Whether he's Ash or he's the... He's the... Well, there's another Ash. Or, or the Mini Ashes. The, the little Mini Ashes as well. I mean... Good golly, he puts on a performance, and they really bring it. That windmill scene was really trippy. Oof. Not even Don Quixote would get near that windmill, huh? Ah! Okay. <laughs> so actually, the... There was... The original ending... Was that there's a you know he has to say this incantation and he, and he's supposed to drink this stuff that way he could go back to his time and just felt like it was all just a weird a weird dream. With the ending, they had it turned out that he slept too long that he ends up being in an apocalyptic London. And it's like. No! I slept too long! No! But when they showed it to to test audience, they thought that was really depressing. So they had to end up refilming the scene and and you ended up seeing the ending of what you see. Instead of what could have been a really badass 
a really groove sequel with with Ash and a bunch of robots and they're fighting off the undead. Sign me up for that. <laughs> Army of Darkness, I, I enjoyed the visual effects are great, especially the Army of Darkness themselves. I found this movie funny, especially Ash being tortured by many ashes. Uh, fine with himself in a way he figures out which is the book of the dead. It was also funny when he says, This is my boomstick. Bruce Campbell can make any line sound great. I found it hilarious. He, he had to recite this incantation on the book of dead, but he couldn't remember the last word Nick to. I enjoyed this movie. It's more of a... I, Bruce Campbell describes it best. Uh, the Evil Dead, horror. Evil Dead 2, comedy. Army of Darkness, an adventure. But I felt this was more of dark comedy, but just so happened to be an adventure, in my opinion. Uh, let me see if I can remember. Funny, uh, Barata Nictu. Caucus Barata Nictu. Oh, that's why I didn't say Oh my gosh. I enjoyed this movie. It's. It's more of a dark comedy than horror, but there are hell, ho yeah, there are horror elements in this movie. Overall, I have to say four and a half boomsticks out of five. Really, with this movie, you can't go wrong with one-liners, medieval chainsaws, boomsticks, undead army, and explosives. And that I say the famous line. Hail to the king, baby. As I'm Nathan saying, add a little bit of horror into your life. Thank you, everybody, for listening, all you industry horror hearers out there. I really do appreciate all the support. There are 14 other podcast episodes that you can listen to on Spotify, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcasts, and Anchor.fm. Thank you very much, and the next episode will be, I will talk a little bit about my Seattle trip that I recently went to. So, I'll be talking, I will be talking about that, and if you are a fan of Evil Dead, there's actually a... There's actually a documentary on YouTube, and I found it really interesting. Uh, they were talking about Army of Darkness, but they really talk about... They mostly talk about Army of Darkness, but they even talked about a little bit of working on The Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, and working with Sam Raimi as well. And if you are finished listening to this Industry or Coffin Cast episode, and you just so happen to be... On Spotify, I suggest you take a listen to Bella DeLon's Live Wire. It's a great song. And even listen to Creeps Anonymous podcast. Really entertaining. And if you have an hour hour of time, you can easily catch up to the most updated episode as well. This episode of the Industry Horror Coffee Cast is brought to you by Industry Horror. Industry Horror is a 501c3 nonprofit that teaches the trades to autistic adults and those with special needs of the trades of silkscreen printing, button making, stickers, inventory, cashiering, 
and more. With unique screen printed designs, you could get them at the store off of 518 East Main Street in downtown Ventura, near the Buffalo Exchange Store. If you have any screen printing needs, stickers, or buttons, contact industryhorror at gmail.com. And also you can shop you can shop online at industryhorror.com. Screen printing with a conscious. Also, if you show some interest of wanting to sponsor Industry Horror, please contact industryhorrorcoffincast at gmail.com. Also, if you are listening to the Industry Horror Coffincast and really enjoyed the episode and want to be a guest, want to be a want to be a guest, then please contact industryhorrorcoffincast at gmail.com or give a give a text at 805-405-8852 to express your interest. I really want to get more uh more guests that are related to, you know, that have worked in the film industry but they have worked on horror movies or 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 talk to people that are on the spectrum that found a way of making success with their passion or just finding success in general in their own definition of success. I think that would be really interesting to to hear that from from people on the spectrum that found a way of being successful.